One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we're sisters and we talk about murder twice a week, every week. And it's that time of the week. Murder time. Here we are. Here we are. All of a sudden. Great. Again. I think I think uh, tonight's a long one, so I will just shut my face and let you take away the murder. All right. I wish I could take it away. I mean, like, remember Forever. It? For yeah. good. Yeah. From the history books. <laughs> 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 I wish you could take murder away from the history books, too. <laughs> so the other day I was re-listening to Radio Rental. I'm yeah. Sure, you know, most people out there have heard it. If not, go listen. It's amazing. Spooky stories. Spooky. True um, stories. Yeah, true stories. Really, really good. So I was re-listening to season one, which I think came out last year, sometime 2019. Yep. yep. And uh, episode two... The first half of it, this woman tells a really scary story. So scary. About a man. She wakes up in the middle of the night and she hears a knocking at her window. She thinks it's her boyfriend playing a prank on her. She opens the blinds and it's not her boyfriend. Nope. And it's so scary. And the whole exchange, she's also a total badass and like Mm -hmm. calls him a douchebag. And Mm -hmm. it's just really amazing. And it turns out that he is later caught and convicted of being a serial killer. Yes. Right? Yes. And I had never heard of him. Nope. And it turns out that I listen to podcasts differently now than I ever have before. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, wait, is that murder? What are you talking? Yes. Yes. And so tonight, I'm going to tell you the story of the baseline killer. Ah, Should you tell the people what he said to her when he knocked on the window and she opened the window? Can I talk to you? (laughs) (laughs) That can go straight to hell. Can you imagine? No. And I think that's all he said to him. Yes. She never. Can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? No. As a matter of fact, you can't douchebag. Close the window. Go. (laughs) That's best reaction she could have had. Best. That's so scary. Like um, when a stranger calls that movie from the Mm -hmm. 70s. I think they redid it when he says, have you checked the children? (laughs) Like that shit kept me up at night for all of my childhood. Yeah, it still keeps me up at night. It's so terrifying. So terrifying. 
huge, huge, big time trigger warning for sexual assault. It's it's brutal. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Heads up. Yeah, it's bad. In August 2005, violent crime started to pop up along Baseline Road in Phoenix, Arizona at an alarming rate. First was a group of three teenage girls who were forced behind a building by a man with a gun and sexually assaulted. Three at a t- No. Mm-hmm. Teenagers. Oh, God. The events seemed isolated at first. They spanned multiple jurisdictions, so police departments would not immediately see a pattern. Then the crimes shifted from rape to murder, and it would take police months to connect the crimes. Whoa. On September 9th, 2005, 19-year-old Georgia Thompson was found on her back in the parking lot of a Tempe apartment complex. She had been shot once in the head at close range. Her keys were still clutched in her hand. She wore an orange t-shirt that said, quote, better luck next time. Oh no, that's so scary. So awful. God. Her pants were unbuttoned, but she had not been sexually assaulted. Her purse and cell phone were missing. The only evidence found at the scene was a spent thirty-eight caliber cartridge casing. Ugh. Georgia had just moved to Arizona six weeks before her murder. She was number six of nine children, and she moved to Arizona hoping to start a career as a model. Ugh, her only I know. Her only contact in Arizona was a man she'd met on MySpace. She was hoping for a fresh start. Mm. Yeah, her mom talks about how nervous she was for her to move to Arizona by herself. And (laughs) she had a hard time getting a job. So she had to get it. She started working at Hooters and at a strip club. Oh, buddy. I know if you're moving to Arizona to start your modeling career, it's probably going to take a little while. Mm -hmm. Just heads up. Right. Sweetheart. I know. Um, She even had tried to stay with her friend that night because Mm. one of our customers at the strip club she worked at was stalking her. Oh, my God. Yeah. But he was asleep and didn't answer her phone calls. Oh, no. (laughs) It's so sad. It's... God damn it. Yeah. Her cell phone was used once after George's death, but never used again after that. And the police could not track the phone to her killer's location. Mm. After this, sexual assaults came one after the other. One week after George's death, a woman was raped shortly before 10 a.m., just blocks from the spot where George's body was found. I've said it before, but daytime assault, daytime murder, it's 2,000 times scarier for me. Yep. This guy doesn't give any fucks. Clearly. chilling. Clearly. Yeah. Five days later, this time at 10 p.m., two sisters, 13 and 14 years old, were assaulted while walking home from the city park. Mm-mm. This this part's pretty brutal. Just yeah. skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear. Yeah. The oldest sister was pregnant. According oh, my to God. No. According to the girls, their attacker held a gun to the older sister's belly while he forced the younger girl to perform oral sex on him. Oh, my God. He then attempted to rape her, but was not successful. As he fumbled with his condom, one sister noticed that he had put the gun down. She grabbed it and tried to shoot, but could not figure out how to fire it. Fuck yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. The attacker wrestled with her and the other sister seized the gun. She could not figure out how to shoot it either. The attacker got the gun back, pointed it at the sisters and made them beg for their lives. He ultimately decided to let them live. Mm. But hell yeah. I mean, girls. I'm, seriously. That's good. so brave. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking brave. So fucking brave. After the attack, he rubbed dirt all over the younger sister's body to try and cover up any traces of DNA left behind by his saliva, and then he fled. Wow. 
Yeah, and he was a he was a smarty pants too. He uh, understood DNA. He would mm-hmm. wear a condom. Mm-hmm. He tried to be really careful, right? But also just attacked like women in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. The sisters called police after the attack, and despite trying to destroy evidence, DNA was able to be recovered. Yes, but it wasn't tested for over nine months. Excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. For nine months. What? And we'll talk about it later, but um, part of the problem was because he tried to cover it up, their sample wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. And they had to use a new technique where they can extract DNA from the Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. But only certain labs could do that. So it took them, I don't know that it was for lack of trying. It okay. just took time for them to figure okay. out where to put the DNA, which lab to send I mean, it to. Makes me feel better, but that still sucks. Yeah, it's way too long. Yeah, if somebody's attacking sisters in broad daylight mm-hmm. on like that, that's a priority sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. A few days later, a man jumped through a fast food drive through window, snatched a purse and other items from an employee, and leapt back out the window. What? He spotted a car with a mom and her 12-year-old daughter inside. What? He pulled out his handgun and climbed inside the car. Oh, he, my God. No, man. He had them drive to an isolated location where he raped them both. Oh, holy shit, fuckers. No. I have never. Yeah. Wow. I know. On November 3rd, a man with dreadlocks and a fishing hat entered a store and robbed it at gunpoint. And that's one of those, like, you can picture it Mm -hmm. in a gift. Like a a fake hat, right? Mm -hmm. Like a fisher, like a Gilligan's Island. Uh Uh-huh fisherman's hat with the dreadlocks attached yeah that's what we're talking about cool nine minutes later just across the street the same man abducted a woman who had been placing items into a charity donation bin (laughs) he pointed his gun at her and demanded she give him a ride she said no he told her he just robbed a store and needed to get out of the area he grabbed her and dragged her into the car jesus after driving out of the area he raped her He then took her driver's license and made her tell him about her family. Mm. He then said, quote, I know where you live now. I know you've got a kid. Go to the police and he's dead. Mm. My God. Luckily, she didn't listen to him and she reported her attack to the police. Uh Very unfortunately, when the police arrived to take her report, one of the first things allegedly said to her was, quote, you don't look like you were just raped. Shut your mouth. Yep. The article that I got that part from was talking about how in the trial she is telling the story mm-hmm. very bravely mm-hmm. and mentions this. And one of the higher ups mm-hmm. was at the trial and heard that. And they say his eyes got really big and he immediately got out of his phone and started dialing numbers and like got up to leave to figure out who the fuck said that shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, Good. Pissed. Good. Because that's bullshit. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Even bullshit. if the woman is standing there fucking tap dancing, you believe her. Yes. <laughs> you keep that shit to yourself yes. if that's your first thought. Right. Believe her or not, but you don't say that shit out no. loud. No. Like, <sighs> believe her. But if you're a dickhead and you don't believe her, right. you don't say it out loud. Right. Four days later, there were three robberies just south of where the previous attacks took place. After robbing two restaurants, he went out on the sidewalk, pulled out his gun, and robbed four pedestrians. Jesus! So this guy is just, like, he loves this shit. He loves it. And he's getting away with it. Yeah. So his whole thing is just, like, fucking 
you know what would be really crazy? Drive jumping through a drive through and then doing this and then yeah, yeah. just gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Nobody's gonna wow. ever catch me. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yep, he even fired his gun at them as he fled. <laughs> also, the fact that the police, sorry, just to go back a paragraph, the fact that the police said, you don't look like somebody who was just raped, when there's a guy just fucking willy-nilly crazy town raping everybody, mm-hmm. makes him even stupider and more of an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, he's like, he wins he the was, word for the biggest fucking asshole of, yes. in the history of the world <laughs> not only are you the biggest asshole in the history of the world but you're also stupid right because put some fucking dots together dude right somebody has already raped a bunch of people so it's right like in very <laughs> fit, quick succession the chances of this woman having had been raped are very high mm-hmm. anyway sorry fuck that guy i hate no him. i know i know when i read that i was like ripping my computer in mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. finally police were starting to realize that they had a problem and that these attacks and robberies were most likely being carried out by the same brazen and extremely dangerous man. Yeah, no shit. Before we started, I sent you the map. Yes. Of all those dots. Yes. And some, a couple of the murders and attacks took place outside of this little tiny area off of Baseline Road in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. But they were very concentrated. Yeah, like right all up on top of each other. Yeah, so it was just like bam, 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 one after the other. On December 12th, 2005, at around 6.45 p.m., a man was at his catering business washing dishes. Outside, he heard a scream, followed by two loud bangs. Thinking it was kids throwing a football against his dumpster, as they had before, he opened the door to tell them to leave. Instead, he saw a man in a hooded sweatshirt crouching over a motionless body. The man immediately rose to his feet, pointed a handgun at the caterer, and fired once from a distance of about 10 feet, but the gun failed to discharge. Oof. The caterer ran back inside and locked the door. The gunman ran after him and tried to open the door, but he couldn't get in. Mm. I know. The caterer called 911 and waited for police. They arrived quickly, finding the body of 39-year-old Tina Washington. Tina was a single mom of three boys. She was a longtime employee of a local daycare center. Everyone she worked with, especially the children, loved her. Mm. She'd been shot in the head at close range. Her special, quote, mother's ring, which had her three sons' names engraved on it, and some other jewelry was missing. (laughs) Police suspected that she'd been abducted from the bus stop, where she was waiting to catch the bus after work, and was walked to the more remote location to be sexually assaulted. Right. When she resisted, he murdered her instead. The location where she was murdered was very close to where the three friends had been assaulted at the very, very beginning. Right. When Tina's son learned of her murder, he said, quote, I thought she'd be here forever, then in a blink of an eye, she was my mother and my father, and I lost the most important person in my life. Fucking awful. It's fucking awful. In January, police received what they thought was their first big break in Georgia Thompson's case. While being interviewed by police in Kentucky on burglary charges, a man named James Dwayne Mullins claimed responsibility for Georgia's murder. And Georgia was the one that was uh, shot in her apartment Uh parking lot, Uh apartment complex. Yep. Mullins told police that he'd shot Georgia as she attempted to rob him outside the Scottsdale Strip Club where she worked. However, Georgia's body was found almost 10 miles away in Tempe at her apartment complex. Weird. Mm -hmm. Despite police knowing that she was killed at her apartment and not at the strip club, 
They arrested Mullins on second-degree murder charges and worked to have him extradited back to Arizona. Why would somebody lie about that? Because <laughs> people are stupid. But that's just the craziest thing to lie about. I know. I really don't understand it. Which is uh, probably why the police were like, well, this doesn't line up. But also, why would you lie about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drug. Too much drugs. I don't too know. much drugs. Not enough attention. Right. Well, it turns out that once police connected George's case with the other baseline killer's murders, Mullins retracted a statement, and I'd been in Arizona at the time. <laughs> so at first he was like, yeah, I totally did that one. And then he was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to be a serial killer. I just want to be a killer of one lady. What? Right. I know. It's so fucked up. So fucking weird. On February 20th, 2006... The bodies of 38-year-old Romelia Vargas and 34-year-old Myrna Palma Roman were found inside their food truck. Mm. The women would make breakfast burritos for the local construction workers. <laughs> the truck was on a street just south of Baseline Road. They had been shot in the head at close range. Police suspected robbery was the motive of the crime. Their murders were not immediately linked to the other murders happening in the area. Damn it. Less than a month later, on March 15th, 23-year-old Chow Cho was found in the parking lot of Yoshi's Japanese restaurant where he worked. Mm. He had been shot to death. He was described as a, quote, very nice and polite young man. He left work that night and offered to give his co-worker, 20-year-old Liliana Sanchez Cabrera, a ride home. Liliana's body was found the next morning in a different parking lot about a mile away from where Chow was shot. Mm-mm. Both victims had been shot in the head. God damn it. That same day, a man was arriving to work about a mile from Yoshi's restaurant. He parked his car behind the building where he worked. When he got out of his car, he noticed drag marks in the gravel and what appeared to be patches of blood on the stones. Mm. He called police, who searched the area but found nothing. Two weeks later, the same man noticed a strong smell when he came to work. He had his dog with him that day, and the dog ran to a pile of debris between two buildings nearby. The dog was so insistent that the man moved some boards and uncovered a bare arm and leg. No, 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 no. He had uncovered the body of 26-year-old Kristen Nicole Gibbons. She had been shot in the head. Police were able to connect her to the murders of Liliana and Chow, as well as Tina Washington, after the bullet casings from the different crime scenes all seemed to match. Jesus. On April 10th, 37-year-old Sofia Nunez was found murdered in the bathtub of her West Phoenix home, Oof. which was actually far from the baseline killer's normal stocking ground, mm-hmm. to sort of an exception. Mm-hmm. Tragically, she was found by her 7-year-old son. Oh, fuck that. No. She had taken the day off of work so she could attend a giant march through downtown Phoenix, which was part of a national day of protest in favor of immigration reform. I hate it. I Me so much. When she failed to pick up her son at school, he walked home and crawled under the garage door, mm-mm, which had been mm-mm. left open about a foot. Nope. Nope. He heard the water running in his mother's bathroom, so he assumed that she was in the shower. But she didn't come out, and then he noticed the water was running under the bathroom door and soaking the bedroom carpet. This is so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. It's hard. It's one of those where it's like, you say the words out loud, but it's hard to... Like, if you put yourself in that position. No. It's like, it really, you know, that's the thing that people always say. It feels like something out of a movie. You know, mm-hmm. like, some things are so awful that it feels like you could only dream it up as a fantasy. This is one of those. I mean, all of these things are those, very much mm-hmm. those things, but, ugh. 
Yeah, seven. <laughs> I know. He walked in and found her half-dressed and under the water. She'd been raped and shot in the head. He tried to administer CPR, which is just like... No. And then he ran to the neighbors for help. When police arrived, they managed to collect DNA and a bullet from the crime scene. Hmm. On May 1st, a woman was abducted in her... And we're almost there, guys. I know it's a lot. It's (laughs) It's a a lot lot. of murders. And like the worst. This guy... Attacks. Yeah. Just went through the book of horrible things you can do to people and just clicked him right off the list, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really did. psychopath. Yeah. On May 1st, a woman was abducted in her car. A man who was wearing a latex Halloween mask ordered her to drive to a quiet place off the main road. She was terrified and did as she was told. Once they pulled off the road, she was raped. This crime happened outside of the two restaurants that had been robbed the previous November. Mm -hmm. The one where he robbed the restaurants and then held up the four people outside. Right. Yeah. He just fucking hates that street so much. (laughs) Hates it. On June 29th, the baseline killer committed his final murder in a lightning quick attack that was caught on video. At around 9.30 p.m., 37-year-old Carmen Miranda was on the phone with her boyfriend as she vacuumed her car at a car wash. She told her boyfriend that a panhandler was approaching her. She then screamed, and the phone went dead. Her boyfriend called police. Then he called Carmen's sons, and they all raced to the car wash, but she was gone. Shit. I mean, talk about things that are made for movies. Seriously, I, I literally vacuumed my car at the car wash today. Yeah so so awful i also hate lightning fast murder Mm -hmm. hours later carmen was found dead in her car behind a building next door to the car wash she'd been shot in the head and her pants were found unbuttoned Mm. when police retrieved the surveillance footage from a nearby gas station it showed a blurry image of a man wearing a gilligan hat and a dreadlock wig shuffle up to carmen he abruptly grabs her and throws her in the back seat of the car then he gets in and drives off Mm. After killing Carmen, the baseline killer went into hiding. He had forced himself on at least 33 victims, over Ugh. 13 attacks. He killed eight women and one man and committed countless robberies. Oh, God. Yep. How do you even find the fucking time? Yeah, right? Right. I don't know. As time went on and more evidence pointed to the crimes being committed by a serial killer, authorities decided it was time to put a task force together. <laughs> what? And I don't know. I don't. I didn't write it down. I don't think this was like after everything was over. I think it's at some point while this was happening, they put the task force together. But still, it took them some time. I'm going to go ahead and make a judgment call based on the names of the victims that you've listed off so far. That probably some of these people weren't as high a priority as victims because they were black or brown. Right. I would say them, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a rich neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Lots of brown people. Mm-hmm. Lots of crime in general. Yep. Yeah. They decided to finally take the information public, hoping to get more leads into who was doing this. Mm-hmm. What they knew so far was the suspect was a dark-skinned man with a light mustache. He had very dark eyes. Some, some victims described them as being fully black. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think that woman on the radio rental, she said mm-hmm. he had eyes like black orbs. Yes. 
Do you want me to show you a picture of him? Yeah. <laughs> Why do the black eyed people stalk <laughs> me? So creepy. Yuck. Yeah, man. Fucking black eyes. Black eyes. Sometimes black eyes are cool. I have a couple friends who have them in a cool way, like a mystical cool way. This guy has them in a I'm awful rape and murder you bug way. monster way. Yes. Yeah. Dead, dead eyes. Ugh. No. Yep. He usually snatched people off the street. So we're back into what they've learned about the killer. Right. Uh, he usually snatched people off the street or while they were sitting in their car. He would often wear a disguise such as a wig with dreadlocks, Halloween mask or ski mask, Mm-mm. and would often attempt to impersonate a homeless man or a drug addict. Mm-mm. Most of the women he murdered had not been raped. They guessed that he'd killed the ones who put up a fight. He would pose the bodies after they were dead, often unbuttoning their pants and pulling them down slightly. Mm. He was armed and always used the same weapon, which is a thirty-eight caliber handgun, to commit his crimes, and he was clearly very dangerous. Uh, yeah. They started circulating a composite sketch around the city and offered a $100,000 reward for information that would lead to an arrest. They spent thousands of hours providing enhanced surveillance of key areas where the attacks and murders took place. They followed up on thousands of leads. They interviewed over 100 suspects and even had surveillance teams follow a few of them to try and catch them committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Police were focusing on trying to find the gun used in the crimes and also to link the DNA collected to a suspect. Yep. So the DNA taken from the sisters who were assaulted back at the beginning of the baseline killer spree was finally tested when the evidence ended up with a different jurisdiction. So like we talked about in the beginning, they mm-hmm. they put it into a different lab to see if they that lab could Have extract luck the DNA. with it, right. When they got the results, it matched a man named Mark Goudot. Mm-hmm. So Mark Goudot was born in 1964 in Phoenix, Arizona. He was the second youngest of 13 children. Fuck. His dad was a car lot attendant and his mom was a housekeeper. His father was very strict and despite having a very large family, he maintained an incredibly orderly household. I, I kind of have to at a certain well, point. Yes. It's like, I mean, John and Kate plus eight, like that woman's not the nicest person, but who can blame her? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want chaos to reign supreme. You better keep some shit and orderly keep a keep a checklist or some, right. some kind. seriously i know my uh our mother came over the other day and she's a pretty tidy woman yeah I mean, i'd say very tidy yep and uh i didn't really get that gene i mean i, I try to keep a clean house but yeah anyway she Boring. came in and i was just sort of like i lifted my hands up in the air and was shrugged my shoulders i was like and i don't know mom yeah these kids and the the dogs and what does that look like? I don't know. Thirteen children in a house. Yeah. Luckily, like, they're all like. By the time you get to the end of your thirteenth, you've got grown ass children. Right. Well, I think Still. that's part of the benefit of having that many kids. Is like the oldest ones can help with the youngest ones. But. Whew. Still. Still. How can I can't even make a sandwich when you guys come over and the nephews are here <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, halfway through, I'm like three, four. Fuck it. I don't know. Well, somebody, somebody's gonna have to die. <laughs> It's too many sandwiches. I can't. Don't have enough time. I see how yep. much mayonnaise. Spreading mayonnaise is so annoying. And then I'm to do it three times. I'm to do it five mm-hmm. times. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Thirteen times. Nope. Too many. Nope. That's way too many times. He was often verbally abusive and was an alcoholic. Mm. His parents eventually divorced, and his father died when Godot was twelve. Uh-huh. In high school, he excelled at football, but he wasn't interested in his studies and dropped out of school. 
That's why he was so spry. I'm looking at the picture of him. I'm like, he does not look like somebody who could like spring through a window and back out. But if he was a football mm-hmm. player, he probably learned all those maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Yep. In 1982, when Godot was 18, he and one of his brothers were arrested for repeatedly raping a woman. Fuck. But the charges were eventually dropped. Oof. In 1987, he was arrested for trespassing and driving under the influence. In 1989, Godot was arrested for savagely raping and beating a woman senseless, then chasing two witnesses and threatening them with a gun. Ah. His story was that the victim willingly performed oral sex on him, and then the pair decided to take a bath afterward. Once they were in the bathroom, two unknown men came in and raped and beat the woman. Like the story, dude. Yeah, it just happens constantly. The victim was so badly beaten that she was not able to be interviewed by the police for three days following her attack. Jesus. But once she was able, she did not agree with Godot's version of events. Oh, what a big surprise. (laughs) Right. She alleged that Godot beat her with a shotgun in the apartment, banged her head against a barbell repeatedly, raped her, and then hurled her into the tub where he turned on the water and tried to drown her. Ah! Amazingly, she was able to flee half-naked into the apartment parking lot with Godot in pursuit. Ah, good for you. Seriously. Slippery, all traumatized, beaten. Yeah. And you get out of there. Amazing. I have I zero idea how you pull something like that off. Good for Miracle. you. Like strength. Amazing. I don't know. But yeah. She, she wins the awards. Big time. Uh, so they run out into the parking lot. Godot is in pursuit. Luckily, he backed off, but only after threatening witnesses. Mm. The victim was then able to get help. God. After she was done telling her story, she gave authorities Godot's name and address. She later said that she, quote, felt like she was in the room with the devil. Mm-hmm. So even at this point, he's clearly showing signs that point to a sexually oriented sociopathic personality. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's, yes. It's very dangerous. Yes. Very dangerous. Godot should have spent decades in prison after this attack. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He did not. He was able to enter a plea agreement. See, you guys, I will no never... No plea agreements no on... violent crimes. Never, no. never, ever, ever, never. No. The guy's got some marijuana? Give him a plea agreement. Marijuana charge. Yeah, fine. White collar crime? Fuck it. I hate mm-hmm. those guys, but fine. Fine, so. all day long. Yeah, drug, especially drug if he's like, oh, I can get, get yeah. you an actual murderer or somebody violent if I get a plea for this. Yeah, mur- <laughs> uh, yeah, plenty of plenty of instances for you to show off your little DA skills and get a plea agreement. Right. But brutally raping, beating, trying to drown a woman under no circumstance. No, no, no. Like, what are you pleading? What is he pleading? Guilty. But I mean, like, what's the you know just to get the conviction? It's, I don't well, know. then he doesn't have to go to trial. <gasps> no, I mean the DA. Like, what are the prosecutor? Why would they please something like that? You know, I know so it's just to, to take the conviction. To yeah, yeah, I know it's to get the conviction, but it's still yeah. fucking stupid. So stupid. Even though he almost killed his victim, a deputy county attorney allowed Godot to plead to three counts of aggravated assault, but with this stipulation that allegations of, quote, dangerousness would be dropped at sentencing. That makes perfect sense. I mean, he did assault her, but not dangerously. No. It's fine. He's not dangerous. He's not dangerous. There's no dangerousness. Mm-hmm. He's just just had a bad daddy. God. This allowed Godot to be eligible for probation. Cool. 
yep. probation so meaning is super he, helpful. It definitely yeah. helps solve crime. Right. He has the option of doing like the good time and all that bullshit. Yep. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very well familiar. Mm-hmm. So then, oh, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Then a year after the assault and just weeks before he was to be sentenced, he robbed a supermarket to get money to buy crack cocaine. Mm-mm. And he kidnapped a woman on his way out of the store. No. Yes. Uh, for some reason, he let her go without harming her. Ugh. But fucking still, he hasn't even been sentenced for his first yeah attack. And he's robbing fucking stores. And, God damn it! Well, yeah. again, it's like these guys get away with it a billion times. A so billion why times. wouldn't they continue to get away with it? And guess what? They do. Yes. Yep. So instead of taking away his plea deal for the attack, Mm-mm. the prosecution gave him another plea deal for the robbery and kidnapping. God damn it. I know. And the robbery and kidnapping, it, they just tacked four more years onto his sentence. Probation? No, no. Four years oh, just in, in general. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was eventually sentenced to a total of 21 years in prison. But in 2004, after serving only 13 years... 39-year-old Godot was granted clemency and released. Why? Why? Yeah. So you know he wasn't like a fucking awesome dude in prison. Well, my <laughs> next sentence, actually. <laughs> my next sentence is, he had been a model inmate while in prison. <laughs> Why is it? Every time. I mean, some of these Sociopaths, guys man. love it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sociopaths. Well, and loved they, it. Yeah. They like buy their, buy their time being good boys because they know ultimately they'll get out and they can have their fun again Mm -hmm. god terrifying i also wonder about like maybe being the 11th child out of 13 Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna guess that he probably didn't get a lot of attention growing up and you kind of wonder if there's like part of that like being in prison being having boundaries and like told what to do and yes it probably is in some ways sort of nice well i mean you read a lot Mm -hmm. of these cases where even like extremely violent offenders kind of flourish under those circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Like they do well. They like, they like the structure. They like having their peers around them. I'm sure they're manipulating the living goddamn shit out of everybody in prison. Yeah. And they're smart. He's, I mean, he's Mm -hmm. clearly a smart guy and Mm -hmm. just getting whatever he wants and honing his fucking sociopathic skills. Totally. Learning from the other guys, like how to do it better when he gets out. Mm -hmm. Ah. Uh, So while in prison, he took advantage of education and rehabilitation programs. He Mm. stayed away from drugs and gangs while serving his time. He never received a single disciplinary measure while in prison. Wild. I know. That's, I mean, that can't be easy. No, the guy can't even, (laughs) (laughs) guy can't even like not rob places for two weeks. Well, also I think the prison rules are in the like strict enough where you get written up for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you like peripherally involved, like you right. don't start it, but you're just in the fucking cafe or cafeteria mm-hmm. cafe. Cafe. <laughs> what do you mean Ooh, in the I cafe? Love. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Clearly love you've been to prison a lot. <laughs> have a wonderful. <laughs> Can I get foodie? soy milk in my latte? Yeah, exactly. Prison like guard. Half, half calf venti. <laughs> During his last five years in custody, he was allowed to work on the outside, earning minimum wage. So sort of like Uh, a work release program. uh, At his parole hearing, among the people testifying on his behalf was his wife, Wendy Carr, mm. 
who he had been dating at the time of the t- attack that sent him to prison. Mm-hmm. And they were married during the first year of his prison term. How romantic. He was released on parole and quickly found work in construction. He moved in with his wife in the house that she rented near Baseline Avenue in the middle of where the majority of the crimes took place. Mm-hmm. The rapes and murders began one year later. That's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the map I sent you, and I'm going to post this on all of our places we post things, mm-hmm. that little cluster, like the big, it's not little, it's not little, it's the big cluster of crimes. Yep. His house is just like smack dab in the middle of it. That guy's just lazy. He's like... Yeah. Uh man, it's like when you're sitting watching TV and you're like, fuck, I really want that. I know there's ice cream in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I want yep. it so bad. Yep. It's like how in when I lived in Portland, I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars at the convenience store that was a block away. Penny Market? Yes. Yeah. So that I could just go yeah. and get my chips get or whatever. Like, bare, I barefoot wine, your... <laughs> Was that one with a duck on it? Like all under $10 wines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ragu spaghetti sauce. You're like, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Frozen mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's close. I miss the penny market. Me too. It's an episode of, um, what's Jerry Seinfeld's web series? Coffee and Cars with Closers or whatever. Coffee and cars with closers. (laughs) I saw a mug this week. I mean, it's very common saying coffee is for closers, but um, (laughs) comedians in cars drinking coffee or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they did one in Portland with Fred Armisen, and they're like Penny Market. That sounds like the place that Jennifer Aniston works in an indie movie. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our market. market. That was our market. Mm. So on September 6th, if we're going now we're back into the the real time to the horrible again. time. Yep. Yep. On September 6, 2006, after gathering enough evidence to connect him to the attack on the two sisters, police arrested Godot in front of his house as he got out of his pickup truck on the way home from Thank work. Thank God. Thank you. Right. It happened to be his 42nd birthday. Happy birthday, you bastard. Yep. He was charged with 19 counts, including sexual assault, sexual abuse, kidnapping, and aggravated assault, mm. and one charge of possessing cocaine at the time of his arrest. <laughs> well, that's a shocking detail. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> yep. I mean, you don't blitz kill like eight people and rape 33 others without a little... Yeah. drugs in your system. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. His neighbors were shocked to hear he was arrested. And called Godot, quote, sweet and, quote, hardworking. Yeah. They saw him with his wife or out tending his yard on the little house they shared. He was described as handsome with an athlete's figure, the type of guy you would want to buy a drink for if he sat down next to you at the bar. Ugh. I know. Just watch your backs, you guys. I know. (laughs) Seriously. uh, I have a neighbor who I'm 100,000% sure he would never listen to this podcast, but... He comes out without his family. Like, I live a block and a half from Lake Michigan. And he comes out to his little lake house, <laughs> sits on his butt in the yard with a bucket all day long, all day long, and just picks the leaves and picks the imperfections out of the lawn, just scoots, 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 picks, picks, picks. And that guy 
<laughs> you know, that guy probably is totally normal. It's the guy like next door to him that's super friendly and nice. That's and wants, exactly you know. what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yes. sorry. No, no. I'm glad. Like, Laura's always like, oh, God. And I'm like, no, man, he's so nice. And he's probably, you know, just perfectly. But then, yeah, my hot, fucking kind, wealthy, got all the girls dates all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the yep. one. Yep. I know. I was convinced that my next door neighbor was the Delphi murderer, <laughs> which he's not. He's a he's totally fine guy, but or is he? I don't know. So police suspected Godot of all of the baseline killer crimes, mm-hmm. but at the time they had DNA from only that one single incident with the sisters. Right, of course. They didn't have enough evidence to charge him with any of the murders. But the sexual assault charges would make sure that Godot stayed in jail as police continued to work the case. Good. Yeah. Soon enough, ballistics matched the murder weapon of Sofia Nunez, the woman that was murdered in her home, yep. to the other murders committed to the baseline killer. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, the police didn't suspect her murder to be connected to him. See, now I have a very conflicted feeling because if, if you're a Patreon supporter of this podcast, you know that ballistic forensics is very imperfect, mm-hmm. but when it's used to convict a fucking monster, I'm down with it. Right. Right? Well, well and luckily, he there's more evidence against him. So it's not just the ballistics. No, of the course. ballistics helps. He 1000% yes. did it. But now every time I hear something like that, I'll be like, <laughs> shit, I uh-huh. don't believe in it until it's convenient for I me know. to believe in it. I know. I know. I had the same thought. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Nobody cares about the striations on the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this does, this does seem like a good scenario where forensics works like if you line up all of the evidence and it's just one of a a bunch a bunch a bunch of things that point in his direction then it's an effective use of forensics right i mean and that's why circumstantial evidence can be helpful right you can't just use that to convict somebody but you can use it to help bolster your case totally and i think that these forensic sciences that aren't haven't been scientifically proven right can help bolster the case but you cannot convict somebody on just that just that alone yeah. Good. So yeah, they connected her through the ballistics, that murder. And it was a huge turning point in the case. Mm-hmm. Because matching the murder weapon to the other crimes meant that the DNA found on her body mm-hmm. was going to tell them who the baseline killer was. Ah! Yep. And sure enough, when the results came back, they matched the DNA of Mark motherfucking Godot. Of course they did. As I looked into Sophia's case more, it turned out that she had met Godot at a bar, mm. and they had been in contact on and off for most of 2005. No! Mm-hmm. He had told Sophia that he was single. He also claimed to be a professional athlete, but she didn't believe him. Mm. She told a relative, quote, there's something weird about him, and I think he's married. Ugh. Despite her misgivings, he was charming and she allowed him to install a security door on her house. Fuck. Phone records show that he had developed an obsession with Sophia. He called her more than 300 times between March and October of 2005. I don't know. I have never called anyone 300 times. Well, and you'd think that if they were in, like investigating her murder, they would look at her phone records and be like, it's that guy. That 300 
yeah. times guy yep. right there. Yep. Here, this guy, 20 times. This guy, regular bouts, 15, 11. Mm-hmm. Wow, 300. Yeah. Hmm, that stands That's out. That's a lot of times. Yeah. God. Uh, Sadly, he ended his obsession by ruthlessly raping and murdering her. Fucking awful. So Godot's wife, Wendy, stood by her husband and proclaimed his innocence to anyone who would listen. She said over and over that her husband wasn't evil or violent, that he was kind and funny and hardworking. Quote, the guy I saw, he never came off as a jackass, said one of his defense attorneys, Corwin Townsend. He always was cordial to everyone on our team. Okay. Mm. He's not a jackass. He's a fucking monster. Right. No, he's not There's dumb. a big difference. A jackass is the guy who sells you your car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course you're not going to see that side. You're not going to see a dead-eyed black orb fucking murderer, homicidal murderer. No. Shooting you. Yeah. That's part. It's all part of the trick. It's also like I've had a lot of friends who've been in relationships with people who clearly have something very wrong with them, mm-hmm. and it is. I think that's the biggest part of the mind fuck. Like that's the biggest. That's the hardest part of the grieving of a relationship when it's over with somebody like that is like trying to understand who they really are. Right. Right. Yes. So it's like if you're, absolutely if you're a sociopath, you you know yeah, and sociopaths are the best mm-hmm. until they're horrible you know right like they're so right. funny they're so charming etc etc so reconciling yeah. that yeah fucking awful. not easy uh godot had worked as a concrete finisher for a company that set foundations and it took him to construction sites all over the phoenix area Ugh. including several near to where his attacks took place detectives so how many more bodies are down there right right Detectives said that Godot was known to go to the food truck where Romelia and Myrna were murdered to buy breakfast for his crew. <laughs> when police finally searched Godot's home, they found mementos of his crimes, like Tina's special mother's ring. Mm. They also found traces of blood. Of course. After linking Godot to the rest of the baseline killer's crimes, he was indicted on 74 more counts. Mm including nine murders, which would go forward under a different case number that would be tried separately from the attack on the two sisters. Damn it. The rape case went to trial fairly quickly on July 23, 2007, a little more than 10 months after he was arrested. Mm-hmm. The jury knew nothing about the murders. In fact, the words, quote, baseline killer were never mentioned in the entire trial. I hate that. So as, so as not to prejudice the jury. I hate it. I hate it. No. I hate it. I don't know why they didn't try those crimes along with all the rest well no i don't understand why they do that either i'm sh- i'm sure it has something to do with the legality of it that i don't understand but yeah like I procedures hate it. exactly like this yeah. doesn't equal this and so it can't be whatever right hate it at the trial the defense fought with prosecutors over how the dna was obtained and whether it was a true match the police labs had consumed all of the sample swabs leaving nothing for the defense to test independently Ugh. Yeah, that, that feels a little That does gross. feel a little gross. Yes. They also argued that because the experimental DNA testing focused only on the Y chromosome, which is passed genetically among males in a family, the DNA could have been from any one of Godot's male relatives, including mm. brothers and nephews, some of whom had criminal records. Yeah, but did those guys like get the breakfast burritos at the truck and hang out with the lady and call her 300 times? No. Right. No. Oh, and this is the sister's. We're not on to Sophia yet. They don't know about her. <laughs> but yes. Still, still. We do. Yes. We know. Right. Yes. 
The sisters bravely took the stand, and after telling the jury of their horrendous experience, he was easily found guilty. Good, 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 good. I love those sisters. Mm-hmm. Godot had tried many times to sexually penetrate the sisters, and in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Each of those attempts was considered a separate crime with a separate sentence that could be run consecutively with all of the others. Yep. On December 14th, 2007, Mark Godot was sentenced to 438 years in prison. Fist pump, fist pump. Yep. That is so many years. (laughs) So many years. I mean, fucking finally. Finally. I feel like they're making up for lost time, man. (sighs) Well, I think it's too, like, when it just seems like random crimes against poor people or you know, people of color in dangerous neighborhoods, they're just like, ah, God, yeah, just plea them out, whatever, mm-hmm. who cares? You know, right. like, really horrible. It's horrible it's to so think, horrible. but that's, you know, that's the fucking case. But then right, when suddenly like the- he's a serial killer, like, we got to give mm-hmm. him all the years. We've got to really put the hammer down on this guy, even though yeah, we people didn't. are suddenly paying attention. Exactly. I think that's the biggest difference. No, that's right? exactly the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that that monster is in prison for eternity, but right. he should it have shouldn't. already have been in prison for 427 years right. or whatever. Twice. Twice he should have. Shouldn't take sudden public interest to hold the system accountable. No. Meanwhile... Marijuana charges give you a life sentence. It's right. fucking bullshit. It's such fucking bullshit. So after being sentenced to 438 years, I just wanted to say it again. Yes, it's a really satisfying <laughs> he, amount of time. He still had to stand trial for the 74 other crimes, Damn. including nine murders. 74 crimes. Mm-hmm. Godot's next trial did not start until June 2011, nearly five years after he was arrested. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is a lot of crimes to have to like comb through and stack up and do all the work. It's a lot of crimes. Yes. This next little bit that I'm going to read is a direct quote from an article in AZ Central written by Michael Kiefer. Mm -hmm. Quote, Susan Cohen, one of the prosecutors who had tried him in his rape trial, invoked the Bible in her opening statements. Beware of the predator who comes to you dressed in sheep's clothing but inside is a ravenous wolf with an appetite to rape, she said, paraphrasing a verse from the book of Matthew. Mm -hmm. You shall know him by his deeds. Mm -hmm. She then showed photos of the raped women to the jurors. Then she showed photos of those who had died, smiling and alive, Mm -hmm. and then dead and bleeding on the ground or in the backseat of the cars. Sounds like a very effective presentation. Fuck, man. Sofia Nunez was shown where her son found her, blood dripping down the side of the bathtub. He took what he wanted, Cohen said. The trial lasted four months. At the end of October 2011, the jury found Godot guilty of 67 crimes, including nine murders. Wow. During the sentencing portion of the trial, Godot refused to cooperate with his elite attorney, and when a mitigation expert began to testify about Godot's impotence, Godot pulled the plug and would go no further in releasing the mitigating factors into why he committed the crimes. Mm-hmm. So that little mm-hmm. baby, that little fucking... I don't even, can't even think of the right words. No. Oh, you can't talk about your impotence, so... Yeah, so it's all over. You're not getting anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is only going to hurt him. Of course. Right? I mean, the whole point of mitigating right. factors is so that he doesn't get sentenced to death. Right. But he's more worried about his dick. Because mm-hmm. of course right. he is. Of course he is. 
He still asked the jury to spare his life, but they did not. And on November 30th, 2011, the jury sentenced Godot to death nine times. Wow. Yeah. He's currently on death row at Arizona State Prison Complex in Florence, Arizona. He's 55 years old. Fuck. Wow. 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 And you might think that this is the end of the story. Yes, that seems like a good place to end the story. Mm -hmm. But it took police nearly two years to catch this brazen killer, right? Yep. Just like crazy committing crimes everywhere. Everywhere. In the same neighborhood. Yes. (laughs) I mean, couldn't they just like put up a a couple tables or something just hung (laughs) out thing i don't know cameras a couple extra cameras cameras some kind of dog some sort of Mm -hmm. system of five-year-old children (laughs) yes some bells (laughs) and they just strung a string with some bells and like some (laughs) some tin cans on it god i don't know fuck that anyway many say authorities bungled the investigation and if they tried harder worked smarter they would have caught the baseline killer sooner yeah this is probably true, but to the credit of the police, it turns out that the baseline killer wasn't the only serial murderer stalking the streets of Phoenix in 2005 and 2006. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) Right? Yes. So next episode, we're going to talk about the serial shooters who managed to kill eight and injure 19 at the exact same (laughs) time and in a similar area as the baseline killer. (laughs) What is happening there? <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. No, the same, the exact same time. It's just... What are the chances? Well, and I was thinking about it when you first mentioned, you know, I always wonder if if you're a cop and a bunch of crimes happen and then you figure out it's a serial killer, are you sort of relieved that you're only chasing like one criminal? I would say 100%, yes. You know, you're like, okay, thank God, there's not like 14 people that we have to track down for all these crimes. Right. But how long does it take before that, you know, it's easy hindsight to look back and be like, well, clearly, but when it's actually happening. Yes. And on top of, I mean, like, people were just getting shot left and right No, it's just like a blitzkrieg. It's too much. It's so intense. So much. So crazy. And then to be like, wait, is there two of them? Yeah, right. Uh-uh. Well, it's hard when you, yeah, we'll talk about the next, the next guys next time, but um, you, you can't really parcel out the two very easily. They usually, the times the serial killers come together because mm-hmm. it's all happening at the same time. So we'll, we will probably end up talking about the baseline killer a little more next episode as ah! well. But, ah, I know. <laughs> also, it's in Phoenix, which is like Tent City zone, right? That right. I was, I don't know, he was phoenix area right Mm -hmm. so so. you're really pushing it if you got fucking yeehaw bob over there like Mm -hmm. just like basically kidnapping prisoners right right like indentured servitude style psychotic inhumane tent prison right and you're not even afraid of that Mm -hmm. you're a real fucking piece of work yep clearly clearly yeah good job man thanks there you go it's some <gasps> awful, fucking terrible, awful shit. I'm sorry to put you through it. It's so, but it's what you came here for. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I know. Yeah, we know. What a fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. It really is yeah. eerie too when people do stuff like I don't know why bop- bopping through the drive-through really freaks me out. But it's like 
I don't know. I understand when somebody like stalks somebody and kills them and does the regular creepy shit, but daytime stuff, like just stuff that's mm-hmm. just completely out there, it really scares me. Yep. It's yeah. also like that's I know when I'm supposed to be scared and I know when I'm okay, allowed to not be scared. And daytime, like walking down the street, getting your Beyond Burger, getting my Beyond Burger, getting my fucking breakfast, cooking up a breakfast taco in my truck with my little partner, mm-hmm. having a good old time. Mm-hmm. those are not times when you're supposed to be scared. So when you have no. to be scared during those times, I don't like it. I don't either. Not even for a second. Mm-mm. Yep. Follow the rules, murderers. Follow yeah. the rules. Seriously. Yep. And then it's just these blitzes. It's like, that person looks good. There isn't any <laughs> premeditation. Yeah. I mean, he like he's premeditating that he wants to kill somebody, but he hasn't picked out who, and that's really scary. It's very scary. Damn it. Good I job. Know. I can't Thanks. wait to hear about the other guy. I know. That one's crazy, too. (laughs) This is too hot in Phoenix. I hate this street. I I hate this place. I'm going to kill it all. It's so crazy. Well, in the meantime, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Laura and I had a big breakthrough in the Paul Shoe. Is that his name? Paul Shoe case? Phil. Phil Shoe. Philip. Philip Shoe. So Mm -hmm. Laura was driving to Chicago the other day. And she had a bag of trail mix on her lap. I think it had been in the car. Like, you know, we drive a lot. And so we always have like snacks around. Yeah. Luckily, she looked down before she put her hand in the bag. And it was full of worms and maggots. <gasps> full. <sighs> to the point that she, which like I would moths? do too. No, worms and maggots. Like little oh fucking critters in there chowing down on our trail mix. Well, I was just thinking of like moth larvae. Those are like little worms. I don't what I don't know. Trail mix, okay. trail mix, uh. bo- boogies. <laughs> and she hucked the thing out the window, which you know she's a, we're total tree huggers, so we don't litter. But it was I mean, like, this is a time. This is an emergency. It's an emergency. And I said, that's what happened to Philip Shue because if, <gasps> if she's like, thank God, I looked down before I put my hand in it because what if I put my hand in it? I was like, you would have cut your nipples off and smashed yourself into a tree. <laughs> Oh no! Don't you think? <sighs> yes. Can you imagine? Just wiggle, no. wiggle, 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 no, smoosh stop. in there. Probably stop. get under your fingernails a little bit. Stop. I think the reason why I was thinking because I've had moth infestations. Yes. And those fucking larvae are they? They would crawl on their ceiling. It was so disgusting. Gross. It was so gross. But yeah, could have been pantry moths. Could have been devil babies baby little baby devils in my <laughs> wife regardless i'm so glad that she got it out of the car before she cut her own nipples off and smashed into a tree gross because i would do that if i yes. if that happened to me i would cut my own nipples off and smash into a tree <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you all uh, i think that's grounds for that yeah oh, i'm so glad she didn't eat it it's, Ooh. Ooh. it's like yeah nothing more Nothing. 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 <laughs> it's fucking awful. Um, uh, do you want to do some Patreon shoutouts? Yes, I do. We look. Speaking of pantry moths. Speaking of nipple cutoffs. <laughs> you people make us so happy. We want to cut our nipples off and smash That's into right. a tree. <laughs> we want to give a big thank you to a dear friend of ours, Rebecca S. Yay, Rebecca. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Be safe out there. We they're, love they're you. in Texas. Yep. Oh, officially a part of the Texas Co- Coven. coven. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we also like to thank Jim M. Yay, Jim! Good friend of my wife's from college. Hi, Jim! Yeah, You're hi, the best. Jim. And another big thank you to Bronte J. That's a fucking awesome name. Yeah. I want to be a Bronte. Bronte J. Yeah. Thank you guys for your support. Yes. If you want to hear us shout you out, head on over to Patreon. Sign up. $3. Got some really... $5. $10. Yeah. We've got some very cute merchandise coming we up. We do. And a store. We've got a store coming. Yep. Um, my wife, she's been hard at work designing merch for us mm-hmm. and go to laurafosberg.com if you want to see the level of art that she does she's kind of a big deal she's and so amazing. it's very exciting that she's doing our merch for us <laughs> we're very lucky and i'm feeling pretty guilty about it even my husband ryan was like uh she just like doing that for you guys yeah like, uh yeah uh, i, I told her we'd buy her a, back, how we got a backpack what? from our okay. own merch well, store at least yeah it's like yeah. 60 dollars <laughs> yeah man you want a, do you want a 60 dollar backpack you can get one <laughs> um yeah no it's fucking adorable great yeah. amazing i'm very grateful for her for doing it for us i am too and so I'm go really very much go buy it so that we can do this full-time and she can do nothing full-time other than make art because that's what it's mostly what she does for a living but yep make it extra we shouldn't have to do it unless she wants to. Exactly. And then it, it will be worth her while for designing really cute shit for us. Today she's like, wait, so we're really going to do mobile barbecue party? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, awesome. And then she starts producing it out loud. She's like, <laughs> okay, we'll get in touch with some local barbecue places. I was like, you got it. She's like, you guys have to wear cute outfits. I'm like, yeah, bingo. So Laura's fully yeah. on board. That's really what she wants to do is just tour around with us to the mobile barbecue party and yeah i mean ryan will totally be in charge of the food he's such a good cook and what else we will find a truck who's got a truck out there you guys that can haul a smoker i don't know (laughs) i think we'll just i think we'll just like commission local smokers (laughs) no i 100 percent picture us in a van or like a truck of some sort with a smoker on the back that says like has a big they will kill logo on the side of it well yeah mobile barbecue and then in and then parentheses pigs right and tofu (laughs) slash tofu they will kill in parentheses pig slash tofu mobile barbecue party 2021 whether we use the smoker or not we got to haul one around <laughs> just to make my your, make my dreams your come vision true. come to life it's fine it is more dramatic yeah. it is more adorable like what are they doing what are they hauling mm-hmm. that thing like come along like force gump style just have a little caravan of people following that's us right. around the nation eating barbecue that's right throwing our they will kill stickers out the window at our adoring <laughs> now suddenly it's like turning into a parade in my mind <laughs> I know, like just some lady coming out of the post office gets bashed in the head with a lot of stickers i think i i think you assaulted me mm-hmm. i mean what's what's a party without a little assault <laughs> that's what i've always said uh, no i'm super excited um so we'll have the merch store up and running. Yes, we'll put a little thing about it. That'll be up probably this week. Um, yep. We got a new coven too. Let me go to the Ooh. listener. Where is it? Come on, stats. Oh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We Holy officially shit. have a coven. I'm going to give the credit to our cousin Logan. Hi, Logan. Yep. Who's hey. a listener? We love you, and we love our new Philadelphia coven. 
Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Islington, England, man. You guys are still hanging fucking tough. Dallas, Chicago, Islington. There you go. Who knew? Makes me so happy. Me too. You all make me so happy. And if I don't, if we don't make a living doing this podcast, I'm going to start making true crime memes for a living because that's a new thing that I've... Heck yes. (laughs) You're so good at it. <laughs> I'm like it's my it's my bedtime story to myself. Like I'm trying to wind <laughs> down for the day to start making true crime memes and cracking myself up. I love it. So if you want to see my masterworks, go to They Will Kill on Instagram, Facebook, yep. or Twitter. Uh, if you want to see more about us, go to theywillkill.com. If you want to email us, go to. <laughs> www dot no it's not that google dot com <laughs> click on your gmail app <laughs> or go to yahoo dot com I'm now going to list all of the email oh, options please don't yeah. um, Comcast you can use your Comcast dot net you can use smack your face you're lucky we're not in person Hotmail um, <laughs> they will kill podcast at gmail dot com aol dot aol dot prodigy Net. backslash <laughs> assault or they will kill dick pics at gmail.com <laughs> get over there send us your stuff <laughs> send us your listener stories spooky stories yep should we tell them what what we decided to name oh it? yeah it's called the x-files guys Duh. 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 we we're gonna set out like a poll but we we're like no that's the best one yeah for sure clear so. winner why even bother the people why even take up a moment of your time that's right so if you want to be part of the x-files give us your spooky stories yep they can be the real hero stories they can be fake hero stories too i have a feeling this is just going to go in the direction of spooky stories but mm-hmm. we'll keep never saying know. hero stories maybe somebody's got a good one yep I think Courtney and I might start the episode one of X Files. Yes, <laughs> with our own spooky stories. Yes, I have a couple. I did. One too. of them's really fucking spooky. One of them's less spooky, but still fun to talk about. Yeah. So we'll get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Then you guys have to help us out. Yeah. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I know. Thank you, AJ Bergantz, for our music. Yes. Thank you so we much. We love you. We love it. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. Yep. Got a couple of reviews we recently lately. Got, mm-hmm. I know. We got one that some guy was like, stop talking about your white privilege. Oh, yeah. Fucking big. So if you want to cover up his review, which is shitty and stupid, then do that. Yeah, do it. His name is Big Dick McGillicuddy. <laughs> I forgot. How did I forget that? How could you yeah. forget that? He's going to become a new ma- mascot of the podcast. Yep. Um, and remember. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately, <laughs> partially spurred on by Big Dick McGillicuddy's message but other life events just whenever you are at a crossroads or have a choice to make just think do i want to be right or do i want to be helpful Mm. it's something Mm. that i've been thinking about a lot because i think right now especially there's a lot of pressure to be right when we should be focusing on being helpful like enacting change actually making a difference saying the right thing isn't necessarily going to help anybody Right. If you're inten- if you're not well, you know, if your intentions are askew. So right. just ask yourself that. Just think about what the outcome of, of what you were about to say or do is going to be. And if it's going to have a ripple effect that's positive in this world, or if it's going to shut people down or make things worse. Right. Well, especially in a time of growth and change where you're trying to figure out how to do better and be better. Yeah. Yep. You know, expect to do it wrong 
Yep. So that you can learn how to do it well. Exactly. And if you want to see a good example of how to do it right, go to our Apple podcasts and look up Big Dick McGillicuddy's review because <laughs> he nailed it right on the head. Kind kinda annoying is the title of the kinda review. Annoying. How yeah. often are they going to talk about their white privilege? Every episode, apparently. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah, get used to it because I'm right all the time. My way or the highway, Big Dick McGillicuddy. <laughs> You're, uh, no, I love I love that guy. Guys, yeah, man. It's fucking, I'm down to hang with you, big dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're my people. <laughs> oh, hey. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.